You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. All right, all right, all right. Let's get our Bibles out. Come on now. I'm just telling you right now, you should probably text your loved ones, your family that is not here, and let them know that your calendar uh, needs to be cleared for this afternoon. Uh, we, I'm just letting you know, we have a lot to do today, okay? We have a lot, to, a lot of work to do. I'm just, I'm just giving you a heads up, okay? So I'll give you a moment to let, let them know. My pastor is going to be long-winded today. He has warned us. We are well-prepared. We have snacks and provisions. We will text if we need more, right? I think we have some leftover donuts from yesterday. All right, it'll be good. It'll be fine. I just want to say this. I want to say how thankful I am for the turnout that we had yesterday. And uh, just, we got so many projects done. So many projects done. And, and, and for me, like getting things cleaned up, it just feels good. A, am I the only one like that? You just, when you get things organized and, and, and things are put where they're supposed to be, we actually, we painted the, the I don't know if you guys noticed this, but we, we painted, uh, we repainted the, uh, the front walkway up there. So it's nice. The only problem is, is now I can see all of your dusty footprints on it again when I walked in today and I almost, like, I almost, I started shaking. And, and so the new plan is, is we are actually going to start just carrying you uh, from your car into your seat. So we will have a seat picked out for you, okay? And we will just carry you from into there, all right? Is that fair? Is that okay? All right. They suggested we just take off shoes, but I went with, no, we're going to carry them. It'll be a servant action towards them. So it'll be good. So be prepared for that next Sunday. It's going to be exciting. All right. We're also going to need volunteers for that. So we'll be talking to some of you, all right? It's good. It's going to be good. I want to do something before we jump into this. Um, I want to pray just for, because we haven't done this in a bit. Um, I want to just pray for the churches around us. Can we do that? We just begin to lift up. We take a moment before we jump into the word and see what God has for us today. Can we just take a moment? Listen, some of you might have come from different churches. Some of you might have history or background with another church, and you're no longer there, but it's still going, and God's still using it, and, and, uh, and there, or there might just be churches around here that are preaching Jesus. Can we just lift them up? Can you just pray? Guys, listen, this is, uh, this is a weird time. There are still communities that are kind of divided through space, through this everything that's going on. There, there, there's leadership's team that are trying to make the right decision to, to meet everybody's needs. There's, there's a struggle in that. There's struggles in finances. There's all of these things that are coming against us. Can we just pray and lift them up? Because we are never going to lift the banner of Freedom Church higher than the Big C Church. So let's just pray for wisdom. Let's pray for provision. Let's pray that the enemy that would try to come against the big C church would get lost and confused and not find his way. Thank you for it. Come on, we need to pray for other churches right now like we're hoping that they're praying for us. That's exactly right. 
Father, I just thank you so much. I'm so thankful to be a part of the community of the church. Father, I'm so thankful that we get to play our role in this house. But Father, today we lift up other churches, other churches that are surrounding us, everybody that is preaching Jesus. Father, we just pray that you, you bless them, not for their name's sake, but for yours. Father, we pray that you give them wisdom beyond their years, connections beyond their understanding. Give them provisions to meet and do the work that you've called them to do. Father, let anxiety and fear and maybe even depression that has creeped into the house of God be removed and swept away in Jesus' name. Father, let the joy of salvation return to the believers in the house so that we can do your work, not just in this house, but the houses all around us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Well, I wanted you to get your Bibles out. And I want you to do with me, I want you to do me a favor. We're going to be, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. It will be impossible for you to probably keep up if you're a note taker when it comes to the Bible references. You can always go back and listen to it on the podcast. You can always go back and watch it on Facebook. Uh, but if you are a note taker, I apologize ahead of time, Okay. I am going to do something that is very uh, arrogant in nature. And what I mean by that is, is I am going to attempt, because this is the fifth week of the series of what we believe as a church. And the fifth week in what we're talking about is the person of the Holy Spirit. And arrogantly, in a sense, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, that I am attempting to, to take all that we believe from a very high level and for your sake and, and for this series' sake to kind of put it into one Sunday. Not easily done. Not easily done. So we are going to be hitting on this stuff at a very high level, but, but making sure that we have an understanding of what we believe about the person of the Holy Spirit. Is that okay? Yes. All right. So let's pray before we jump into this. Father God, I thank you so much. Father, we do not ask for your Holy Spirit to be here. We recognize that he is here. Father, we thank you as we begin to even talk about this, the third person of the Godhead, that, that he, in the midst of this, is revealing your word about him to us. How good is that? And Father, today, let our ears be open and our hearts be receptive. Let us see clearly the, the, this person of the Holy Spirit and, and his working and his plan and his part of the plan so that we can be in lockstep. I'm doing your will. Let it be so. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 All right. Well, I haven't told you where to go. Let's go here. Let's just start in the beginning. I want you to go to Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 2. Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 2. We're going to just start there, and we're just going to keep going, and we're going to touch on every part of the Bible that the Holy Spirit has talked about from the beginning. So I told you, clear your calendars. All right, Ryan, are you down with that? Ryan's got fruit snacks, we're in. Oh, he's in, trust me, I know. We're well prepared. But uh, if you have been with us for the last handful of weeks, we have been talking about what we believe. We are doing this corporately to, number one, remind us all about these are the foundational doctrinal things that we stand on. Why are we doing this? 
Well, the reality is the reason we're doing this is because we better know our doctrine. We better know what we believe in the Bible so that we are not confusing to those that ask to give us. We need to give a reason for these things and not just say, well, I go to church. That is not your doctrinal stance. I go to church. Do you hear what I just said? Your response when it comes to your relationship with the creator of the universe should not be, I go to church, and maybe you should come with me. That ain't it. And so we've been talking about from the very beginning, we started with the authority of God, that he created all, he shapes all, he defines all. It's his deal. And I'm a created being, so that means he has rights to me, right? And then we began to talk about the word of God. Him revealed, not us, not our plan, not our way, but the word of God, seeing that as doctrinally we believe in what we see in the word. This, that book is, that book in your hand or on your phone, that ain't about you. It's about him being revealed to us. That's the sign of a good father. Not am I only a creator and I'm not far off. I'm going to reveal myself even in my word. And then we see the completion of the word, the comp completion of the plan through the person of Jesus Christ, right? The, the, the perfect sacrifice, the, the, perfect, uh, the perfect restorer of that which cannot restore itself. We talked about that, and then we talked about our response, our response of repentance and baptism. We talk about how, how we come to the belief of, of believing in, in Jesus, the Son, and who he is. And so because of that, when we see ourselves in the light of who Jesus is, we have to repent because I fall short of his glory. And so I repent. And then what is my then outward expression of my repentance? Baptism, right? And I encourage you here, I, and I don't care if you've been in church for 20 years. If you, if you were baptized when you were a child and it wasn't a part of, of a choice that you made that's saying, I, I am doing this to identify with Christ. I'm doing this to show publicly that I have repented and chose to walk in lordship with him. Then I encourage you, you need to be baptized. Oh, but I was. No. Bible says is no, you need to do that now. So if you're here and you say, you know what, I, I, I want to be baptized. I want to outwardly display not only to God but to the church community, man, I'm down with this. I identify with him in this baptism. You let me know. You let uh, uh, Pastor Sonia, Pastor Ryan, or Pastor uh, Megan, you let us know, and we will, we will put you in that cold water, and it's going to be awesome. You will manifest, I promise you. You will go Pentecostal real quick. It'll be good. <laughs> but now we get up to this and, and then here's the funny thing all of those things everything that we just talked about those first four weeks man everybody most everybody if I asked you at the door are you good with this are your opinions kind of similar on this I would just go down the list and you would all be like yeah 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 I'm good I'm good good but now all of a sudden we get to the Holy Spirit <laughs> Right? And all of a sudden, there would be opinions across the board. There would be mindsets across the board. There would be, well, he's this, and he's this, and he's that, and he's this. And so what we're going to do today is to make sure that we understand what is, who is he? What is his purpose? What is his plan for us, and what is our response to it? So I, I want to do this just real quick, and I want to use this terrible analogy to paint our problem before we get into this. Okay? 
Because I want you to see where our, where, where our struggle is and where I think our struggle is when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine if we dealt with Jesus the way we deal with the Holy Spirit? And here's what I mean by that. Meaning, can you imagine if we define Jesus by what he does and not who he is? No, no, follow me on that. Can you imagine how confusing that is? Because you would look back through the New Testament and, would, and what would happen is, is, is Tanya would be impacted by something and, and Ryan would be impacted by something he did, right? Or it will be something that we read and we go, oh yeah, yeah, that's what he's about. That's his main emphasis. And we would say things like this. We would be like, oh, you know what? No, 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 no. He, he's, a, he's a water walker. No, 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 no. He's big into wine. He turns water to wine. He's not into walking on it. He's into making it. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. He spits in mud. So we need to just spit in mud all the time. Right? No, 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 no. He's a bread maker. He's a fish multiplier, which I can get down with that, right? I've been on those days when you kind of get skunked and I need a fish multiplier, right? And so what was, it's amazing that we would, we would kind of get into this mindset that defining Jesus by what he outwardly does would be confusing. And yet you don't do that. You don't define Jesus by what he does. And what's funny is, is you're okay when he does weird things to you. Because why? Because you know him. And you see that all the things that he did were attached to glorifying God. But yet in the same sense, when you begin to deal with the Holy Spirit, what happens is, is we get focused on the things that he does, and we begin to emphasize the things that he does, and we begin to, to, to almost identify him as those things. Are you following me on this? And this is where our rub comes in. And let me just, if you're watching online, you can see this. But if you're listening on the podcast right now, I've got a leaf blower right now. So if you're just hearing this and you're like, there is a tornado, it's not. We're all safe, okay? But I want to just show you this for a second. Watch this real, real quick, okay? So I'm going to just turn this on. You feel that? You feel that? Look at that. Whoa. Look at that. It's like an 80s video. Right? You feel that? Watch this, watch this. See, I turned his pages and yeah, clean that trash off of Julie's stuff over there. You, you feel that? And, right? You feel that? Oh, there we go. There's a baby. I, I missed the baby. I'm so sorry. Are we okay? Did they, they didn't get airborne, did it? Okay, so are, are we okay? All right, good. So we're fine. God's got this analogy. It's fine. It'll be fine. I want you to see something real quick. Follow me on this. It's amazing if I asked the people that were sitting here that just felt that leaf blower blow on them, to each one of them, they would say it impacted them and they felt it in a different way. You follow me on this? To some of us, it turned our pages and maybe revealed something in the world. Maybe I was on this page and, and, and it flipped the pages to that and all of a sudden now, so he's a revealer. All of a sudden, these kids had like crumbs over here and the leaf blower cleared their way. Right, it cleared up their mess. So, so no, 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 the Holy Spirit is a, a clearer of my messes, right? And to Sonia, it was like the wind in her sails, like an 80s rock video. It was awesome, right? Right? And so, so there was like the wind in her sails. So she, she's like, no, 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 the Holy Spirit isn't something that, that clears the way. The Holy Spirit is something that, that pushes me, and I can feel it pushing me and moving me. Are, are you following me on this? So what happens is, 
is we've all had interactions with the Holy Spirit one way or the other. We don't deny that there is something there, but if we begin to emphasize what we are feeling and we begin to emphasize how it impacted us, and we say, that's it. That's the Holy Spirit. How many of you have ever had the Holy Spirit? You just, you, you feel it, and all of a sudden it makes you cry. How many of you ever makes you happy and joyful? Right? What I'm saying is, is if you emphasize that which it is, then what happens is you have to be careful. You will go and chase that feeling, thinking you're chasing the Holy Spirit. And you're just chasing a manifestation, and you still don't know him. It would kind of be like if Jesus showed up and multiplied bread, and everybody that ate the bread just went, we just got to go chase down bread now. Jesus went that way, but they just went and chased down bread, because it must be about the bread. Are you following me on this? So this is our initial problem. This is our initial problem because some of us have come out of Baptist backgrounds and Catholic backgrounds and Pentecostal backgrounds, and we have been taught this, this thing. We've just It seems like in every denomination or every religion or everything that talks about the Holy Spirit, we focus on or they emphasize something greater. Oh, no, no, no. He's this. He's the revealer of his word. Yes, he is. Oh, no, no, no. He's the empower. Yes, he is. Oh, no, no. He can touch you and bring you joy. Yes, he is. But when we emphasize emphasize those things over the person of the Holy Spirit, we become a follower of the fruit and not a follower of, of him. Are you tracking me on this? So this is our problem. I got to lay out our problem first, and now this isn't even the message. I'll let that sink in for a second. But this is our problem, and so now we've got to answer the problem. We've got to define, okay, who is he? So glad you asked that. What happened at church today? Well, a baby floated. I don't know what happened at your church. We had an 80s rock video and a baby levitated. It was awesome. Welcome to Freedom Church. Welcome to Freedom Church. I want you to see this. Let's define who he is and let's, let's understand this. So who is the Holy Spirit? And you need to understand, and let me get this very clear because I don't want you to confuse what I'm about to say. The Holy Spirit, there is a person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a feeling. It is not a smell. It is not a movement. It is a person of the Holy Spirit. Are you following me on that? Okay. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it says this, Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the, earth, of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Why do I bring that up? Because the Holy Spirit was not created. I need you to understand this. The Holy Spirit was a part of creation. The Holy Spirit was in the beginning and was not an afterthought of Jesus going, oh, goodness, guys, I didn't know I was getting out of here. Um, what do we do? What do we do? What do I got on me? Uh, how about I just send this woo Holy Spirit thing and that'll be it? No. The Holy Spirit was in the beginning. All authority, the same Godhead uh, traits that the Father God, that the Son has, is found in the Holy Spirit. Not only that, and I don't want you to turn there, but you're also going to see this in Genesis when the, when, the, when the Father says, let's make man in what? In our image. Why do I bring that up? Because there was consensus. You need to understand that. That the Holy Spirit is not a subordinate. The Holy Spirit is not an angel. The Holy Spirit is not a created being. 
There was a consensus of the created group, the, the Father God, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Word, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, there was a consensus we will create in our image. Follow me on this? We even pick this up and we see this in Matthew. And we see is when Jesus was baptized, we see the three people, the three uh, connections of the whole of the uh, of the Trinity right here in Matthew chapter 3, starting in verse 16 and 17. It just says this: as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went out of the water, and at that moment heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. The Holy Spirit is not a bird. It says, like a dove. Not a bird. The Holy Spirit is not a bird. So if you see a bird, and I, that's the Holy Spirit. No, that's a pigeon. Stop it. Seriously. But do you see how people can get into weird mindsets? The Holy Spirit descended like a dove and, and, and alighting on him. And the voice from heaven said, this is my son who am I, whom I love and with I am well pleased. So you've got the son, the spirit, and the father all in consensus saying, yep, this is the plan. This is the way. We're all behind this and we're all in it. Okay? So I need you to see that. We need to have that as foundation so that we're not weird to people when we begin to talk about as if the Holy Spirit just showed up randomly in this service and, and we don't know what he is or who he is, but boy, he was there and he made sister or sister, you know, cry and that guy jumped through jumping jacks and that guy sat down and that guy loved, oh yeah, he did all those things, but we can't define who he is. No, he is a part of the Godhead. You follow me on this? This is foundational stuff. Not only that, he was promised. It's amazing that we are okay with Jesus being born of, born of a virgin. We are okay with Jesus walking on water and dying and then raising from the dead. We're somehow okay with that, and we've totally bought into it, but somehow we balk at the Holy Spirit being promised. Yet the one we follow after is the one who said, he's coming. Let's look at that. Are you with me still? It says this in John, in John 14, 26, and we'll use these verses again, but I just need you to see this. In John chapter 14, verse 26, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Jesus, the guy you follow after, said he's coming. And if he said it, if we dismiss the Holy Spirit, then Jesus is a liar. I need you to hear what I just said. If you are okay with dismissing and minimizing the Holy Spirit, you're just calling the one that you follow after a liar and your entire faith falls apart. Do you hear what I just said? Because if he's lying about the Holy Spirit, then what if he's lying about forgiveness? What if he's lying about when he stood on the cross and he said, it's finished? Because if he lied about one thing, why, why couldn't he lie about another? But it says in the Bible, he said, Jesus, and, we're gonna, and you can see this over and over again. I think it's in Matthew 14. I think it's again in Matthew or John chapter 14 and 16 where he, Jesus is going to say, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send one after me. Meaning he was promised. He was not an afterthought. He was a part of the plan. 
You follow me on this? Here's the beauty of this picture. Follow me on this. Creation, right? The beginning of creation. We have God the Father. And God the Father is revealed, and we see God the Father interacting with his chosen people throughout the, New Te- or out the Old Testament for his name's sake. So God the Father is present. Then, then all of a sudden he goes, okay, now a new covenant I give you. And Jesus comes. And now Jesus goes, okay, I'm going away. And now till the end of the age, God says, don't worry. You're never going to be alone because I was with you in the Old Testament. I was with you in the moments of Jesus. And I'm going to still be with you in the church age until I come again. So what I'm saying is, is there was never a moment of the plan. I mean, how good is God? There was never a moment in the plan that he was just like, I'm done. There was always a plan to be with his creation. And the Holy Spirit is the completion of that plan. Just as the Father was there in the the pillar of fire for for the Israelites, and just as Jesus was there calling Peter and going, come to me, the Holy Spirit is there in the present day of the church age that you are a part of. So we were never designed to be alone. And that's the goodness of the Father and the heart of the Father. Isn't that good? All right, are we still going? Are you still with me? You got your fruit snacks? All right. All right, let's keep going. So now we know that he was promised, but now let's kind of get into some things. So what's his purpose? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. So what's the Holy Spirit's purpose? Oh, Pastor Chris, I know what the Holy Spirit's purpose is. It's to just kind of sweep over the roads and make everybody go, whoa, right? Right? Like, like, it's a, like, a, like we're at a great uh, fair. Or the Holy Spirit's job is to just make everybody be quiet. We just need to sit and be in reverence. And that's his job is to make us quiet. And we, oh, not his purpose at all. I want you to see this in John chapter 15, verse 26 and 27. It says this. When the advocate comes, whom I will send. Again, there's the promise. To you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will do what? He will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. What is Jesus saying there? He's saying, don't worry, the one that I'm sending, guess who he's going to talk about? He's going to talk about me. This is Jesus speaking. I'm going to send one after me that's going to talk about me. And why is he going to talk about me? Because everything I said pointed to him. You follow me on this? Go to John chapter 14, 26. It says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. How good is that? How good is that? Not only is the Holy Spirit's job to testify, the Holy Spirit then interacts with creation, with those that believe. And what does he point to? A new thing. Nope, same old Jesus stuff. Same old Jesus stuff. I'll be honest with you, church. If you're in a church and they start saying, the Holy Spirit's saying something new, run. 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 No, he's not. He's not saying anything new. He's saying the same thing. My son, the son who points to the Father. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Let me point you to him. I'm not going to tell you. The Holy Spirit's not going to just show up on the scene and go, there's a new way. No, there's not. It's through him, and he pointed to him, and that's how this works. You follow me on that? 
I'm telling you, I'm trying, I'm trying to give you some, some foundation so you've got, so you've got, listen, we're able, we should be able to, to test and know the will of God. How? Through the renewing of our mind. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. It teaches us, it reminds us, it pushes us back to the Father. This should protect you whether you're in this house or somebody else's house. Because I'm not just worried about you being in here. We're always going to try to point to Jesus in the best way we can. But I'm trying to give you some foundation that if you get in the middle of something, that something should go off like a radar and go, wait a second, they're saying this is the Holy Spirit, but I don't see it pointing to Jesus, so it cannot be the Holy Spirit. Do you hear what I just said? This is our protection. This is our protection. Oh, we can't judge that. Well, yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. I know who Jesus is. I've read it. I've read the word. And, and I know who the Holy Spirit is. He points me to him. And so if, the, if you're saying the Holy Spirit is pointing somewhere else other than him, that ain't the same Holy Spirit. There might be some bad pizza, but that ain't the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry. And you don't have to apologize for that. That's your protection, right? And that's the other thing, church. We are not a church of the haves and the have-nots. The good news is, is I, don't, I don't have the Holy Spirit and have the access to the Holy Spirit, and you have to come to me. My hope is, is that you are mature enough that you know and know what Jesus says so that if I begin to preach and I begin to ever say something that's counter Jesus, that you go maybe nicely, not in the middle. of You don't throw things at me. We're not doing that. We're not stoning anybody here, okay? Corey, I see. Put that rock down, right? We're not doing that. You can come to me and say, wait a second, let's talk about this. Because I'm not a man that's above reproach. I want to point to Jesus. But that's the sign of a mature church. Are you following me on this? Okay, are we still together? All right, let's keep going. So we know he testifies. We know he reminds us of all things, of who he is. What else does he do? Oh, it's like we said before, he empowers the believers. In Acts chapter 1, starting in verse 7 and 8, it says this. He said to them, it is not for you. This is Jesus talking. It is not for you to know the times or the dates of the Father as said by his own authority, but you will receive what? I'm sorry. I'll, I'll wait. You will receive what? There we go. Power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit, part of his job is to empower those that believe to do what? Maybe it's to do what Jesus said in John chapter 4. You who believe will do the things that I do and greater than these things. How are you going to do that? By your strength? By your ideas? By your plan? Come on now, Corey. No way. Right? The only way you do that is to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I love this. I, I, I see this. Elijah, come here for a second. Come here, buddy. I need you to see yourself and begin to see yourself like this. I know I'm, I'm a hulking figure. I had to get the smallest. I had to find the smallest to make me look big, all right? Actually, you step down here. All right, that's better. I look... I look. I look bigger that way, all right? 
But I need you to begin to see yourself like this. Think about this. The disciples, when they were with Jesus, follow me on this, when Jesus was in their midst, they felt like nothing could happen. Because it was if he was doing it, they didn't, might not know what was going on or how it was going to go down. But they were like, we're with that guy. We're with him. He's the one that made bread multiply and fish jump. And, and that guy walk on water. And that guy's ears open up. And that guy's blind eyes open. And that guy, man, he couldn't used to stand. And now he's dancing. I'm with that guy. Have you ever felt, have you ever been around somebody that's bigger than you and you just kind of felt like, I'm good, I can go into anything. Why? Because I'm so strong? No, because I'm with him, right? I'm with him because he's empowering me to walk into this place boldly, right? The thing is, is you need to begin to see yourself. You are not alone in the plans that God's called you to walk into. You might feel small, but there is a God, the third person of the Godhead, that is there empowering whether you see him or not. Whether you see him or not, empowering the very thing. You are not alone. I'm going to give you boldness. And here's where we struggle with this. Here's where we struggle. We struggle with this, and this is where self-righteousness creeps in. This is when we begin to emphasize and turn people into the halves. We begin to see somebody believe in the Holy Spirit, right? And then, and then the Holy Spirit, because he honors that, begins to do things through their lives. And because this person maybe forgot that he's, it's not about him and it's about the guy behind him, all of a sudden he thinks he's more than he is. And also what happens in the church is you stop seeing the Holy Spirit. You begin to see the manifestations through the hands of the one that believes. And so then what we do is we elevate the one who believes more than the one who's empowering him to do the things that he's done. Do you see how weird this gets in the church? Why we begin to elevate men over the thing that empowers men? How we begin to think about men and elevate them. Into, I'm not saying that we don't respect and give honor. I'm not saying that. But when I begin to look at a man who is just believing in the same God I have access to and begin to think somehow in my mind that he has something and has access to more than what I do, then I've elevated him over than the one that's behind him, empowering him to do it, saying the very same thing to me. I want to empower you to do the things that the one you follow after did and even greater. And so what happens is we get churches full of people coming to see a man who just believed in the Holy Spirit thinking they don't have access to it and hoping it rubs off on them. Oh, and you don't think we don't need to know who the Holy Spirit is? Come on now. Come on, we better know this or we'll just find ourselves sitting in churches for the next 30 years hoping things rub off on us. I don't have time for that. He promised me that I could believe, and if I believe, I'll do. And if I'm going to do, I know it's not in me, so it must be in something greater than me. Oh, by the way, he sent one after me to, to do those things? Okay, I'll believe in that, and I'll honor that. Let's wrap this up. Are you still with me? Come on. I have no idea what time it is, and I don't want to know. Don't tell me. He empowers us. For what reason? Come on, I'm, I'm doing my best here. I'm doing my best. We're going to jump through this. Why does he empower us to do it? He does this for the ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20. And if you have been in this church for longer than a year and do not have that underlined, please go find a Bible over on that table that has it already underlined and take that one. 
This is your job. You've been called to the ministry of reconciliation to do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to leave it at that because I've preached months on that thing alone. Are we good? Now, let's answer this and we'll end here. Because now we all want to get to, ooh, let's talk about the gifts and the fruits. Right? We all want presents and we all want to eat bananas. Right? That's what we want. Get to that. Get to that part. All right, so how does he do it? How does the Holy Spirit do the plan that he was called to do? Well, I'm glad you asked that. He does it in two ways. Number one, not by our own choosing. You do not get to choose your gift. It is through God's mercy and his grace and for his goodness who he gives gifts to and why he gives gifts to them. But it says this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, no, 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 scratch that. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them, meaning he gets to distribute them. I don't get to choose. I don't get to go, I want that one. Nope, it's for his name's sake. And if I got to pick and then do it, then I'd have something to brag in. Follow me on that? There are different kinds of services, but the same God. There are different kinds of working, but all of them, and in everyone is the same God at work. Meaning, every gift that he gives, and yes, you were given a gift. And every gift that he gives is for his glory and his name's sake to be used for the kingdom. Now, to each one of you, the manifestation of the Spirit, meaning that outward working is given for the common good. To one there is given the spirit of the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by, uh, by, that, one, by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between the spirits, to another the different kinds of tongues, and still another their interpretation of tongues. All of these work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Now, he gives gifts, why? For his working and for the good of the body. It is not for your good. He did not give that gift to you to elevate you. He did not give that gift to you. And let me just tell you something. Do you understand that the manifestation of walking in a gift of the Spirit has nothing to do with your spiritual maturity? Let me just be real transparent. I've walked in my own gift and not been mature in God. Did you hear what I just said? I can walk in my own gifting, but that doesn't mean I'm mature. And that's what happens. We see a gift that God has done in somebody, and so what we do is we go, ooh, that's maturity. No, it's not. It's just a gift. It's a gift. You can, I have seen some, some seriously immature believers have an amazing gift for the kingdom. And what happens is, is because we don't know any better, we elevate these people well before their time so they're not mature enough to handle where their gift has taken them. And then we wonder why they fall. Because we think a gift of God is the maturity of God. Nope. That's where the fruit kicks in. See, the fruit, he says this, I give gifts for the working of the kingdom. And those are going to be different. Yours is going to be different than mine. Ryan's going to be different than mine. Sonia's going to be different than mine. We're all going to have be di different gifts, and it's all good. Thank goodness. We're all not a toe or, a, or, or, or an ankle or a knee or whatever that little funny bone is. It ain't that funny, right? 
We're not those things. But those things are all different. But here's the kicker. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, it says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. We might have different gifts, but we sure better all have the same fruit. The Holy Spirit gives different gifts for the benefit of the body, but all of us as believers should be producing the same fruit. And I'll be honest with you, if you go into a church and you've got different fruit trees all over the place, that's confusing. And there's a lack of maturity there. Because the fruit that comes out of you, self-control is a sign that the Holy Spirit is, has taken over. You've given lordship to him when it comes to your, your anxiousness and your want-tos, but you've got patience. And when a church, think about this, a church could have all the gifts in the world and we could be doing all the gifts and people are prophesying and people are doing this and people are doing this and we could be the most immature church and nobody's displaying love or patience or forbearance or any of those things or gentleness. We're mean to each other, but man, we're speaking in tongues. We're, we're backbiting people, but boy, we're prophesying. No, nope. Those gifts are for the benefit of the community to build us up. But we as believers need to be identifying the Holy Spirit and going, you're working this in me. Because here's the thing, guys. You say, well, why do I need to, to bear fruit? Well, because prior to Christ, you were bearing fruit of death. You did. Your life bared fruit that if somebody went to eat it and followed that same path, death. Death. On your best day, death. So now, as a believer, you don't get to choose, oh, no, no, I don't want to produce that kind of fruit. I don't want to produce patience. I don't, I'm sorry, it's not about you. You've been engrafted into a tree that produces this kind of fruit. So the whole church better look like that. We all better walk in love. We all better walk in patience. We all better walk in gentleness. We better all walk in self-control. I don't want to do that. doesn't matter. You got engrafted into a vine that now produces this type of fruit. Follow me on this? So this is how he does it. So this is who he is. We know that he was before, in the middle, and after. We know that he is, we know what his purpose is. We know that he, he decides and he empowers us. And now we know what it looks like when it comes out. So what's our hope? What's our, what's our steps here? Our steps here is this. Holy Spirit, forgive us. Forgive us for focusing on your manifestations and emphasizing those more than you. Forgot, forgive me for, for, for thinking one thing and how you wanted to do this was weird, but I'm okay with this, as if I give you permission. Can you imagine the guys giving Jesus permission? Think about that. Oh, I'm not really down with the whole multiplying fish and the loaves things. And Oh, that guy really doesn't need his legs. He's fine where he is. Oh, and spitting in the mud? I would never do that. We are way more classy here. Can you imagine the guys trying to give him permission? Well, how, are we, how dare we, the created being, try to give the Holy Spirit? If he wants to do something in a way he wants to do it, as long as it's pointing back to Christ and God is glorified in it, let it be so. Yeah. And the thing is, is it's, it's all going to be based in this context because it'll all point to Jesus. That's how we never have to worry. That's how we never have to worry. But, but, Father, forgive us where we've put you and said you can do this and you can't do that. As long as you're pointed to Jesus, man, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm with that. 
I'm with that. Even if I don't understand it fully, even if I wasn't taught it, man, I'm, I'm down with that. I just want you, and I want you to empower me because I believe. I want to be a part of that. That's our steps. Repentance is going to have to come because whether it's you or me, we've all emphasized the wrong thing in this thing, and we need to deal with that. We need to pray, we need to see who he is, and then go, okay, let's do this. And let's do this in a sound doctrinal way that points to Jesus and isn't confusing to the world. Let's pray. Man, I hope you get this. Man, I hope you get this. Man, I hope you get this. Father, I just thank you so much for never leaving us alone. For never leaving us alone. Father, I, I just pray that, that all of us here that, that think we have to do these things in our own strength and that's what's keeping us. Let those, let those towers and those kingdoms fall. And let's finally trust in you and your plan and your Holy Spirit. Let us walk into places knowing we're not alone, knowing we've been empowered to do the very thing you've called us to do, and let us do it boldly. Let us not emphasize the different things, but just emphasize you. For your name's sake. Help us all, Lord. Mature us up. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Well, stand to your feet. Come on now. This help anybody today? Huh? Come on, I'll start over if I don't get at least four. Did this help anybody today? All right, good. All right, there we go. You can tell your families you've been released. You've been set free. You can see what happens now. Have a great rest of your Sunday, Freedom Family. I love you guys. Have a great week. Have a great, great week. Come on now. Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.